0: You know, there is some validity to um, getting excited. There is a lot of purpose in being excited, a lot of purpose in what the scripture says, to stir ourselves up in the Lord. If nothing else, when we stir ourselves up, we forget our troubles just for a moment. How many of you know that to be true? How many of you know that to be true? How many of you know when you open up your mouth and you start saying good things, good things, that you forget about the bad things, if only for a moment? Father, this morning, stir us up. Stir us up, God. Stir us on to greater things. Enlarge us, God. Enlarge the place, God, of our capacity. Expand us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Bring us to a place, Father, of great, great, greatness, God. Where what you've put on the inside of us, God, where what you've laid hold, Father, for each of us, we see the manifestation of those things in our life, God, in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring manifestation in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring promises answered in the name of Jesus before the end of this year, before the end of this year, before the end of this year year in the name of Jesus. Come on, is anybody excited about that? Anybody on board for that? anybody laying old anybody would say me too yes god i'll take it if you're offering it god i'll take it hallelujah thank you lord you know the scripture tells us from the days of john the baptist up until now the kingdom of god suffers violence and the violent ones the violent ones The violent ones, not violent in body, in action, you know, in the sense of doing violent things, negative violent things, but the violent ones, the scripture says, take it by force. Where we're contending, where we're laying hold, not in ourselves, but stirring ourselves up, that's our part. And when we stir ourselves up, the grace of God hits our life. And that stirring up gets us into a place of faith. That stirring up of ourself gets us into the place of fully persuaded. And that's the place of receiving. That's the place of inherited promises. So is it valuable to stir yourself up? You better believe it. You better believe it. You better believe it. Sometimes it makes the difference between how long you can go, how far you can go, how long you will last. Because you're willing to do some crazy things as you press into God. Crazy like lift your hands. Crazy like jump up and down. Crazy like whatever it takes to shake that thing off. To shake off that heaviness to shake off that oppression to shake off those lies that say never That say it will never be You will never have You're not worthy of Those are very oppressive thoughts very condemning thoughts very challenging thoughts for the best To overcome come on for the best to overcome the scripture gives us keys and clues into how to walk in victory and it's so amazing you know when we take the Word of God literally it's so interesting because when God says you know, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. When he declares to us to lift our hands, to clap our hands, to give the shout, to dance unto God, he knew that some of us would do that quite naturally and some might be uncomfortable. Yet he still encourages us because dancing and jumping when you don't wanna feel like it, dancing and jumping and saying the right things when you feel like garbage, when you feel like you're never going to make it, those things are a violent act. They are violent against the kingdom of darkness. And many times, Those things done at the right moment in time. That violent act when the negative report comes. That violent act when you just heard something absolutely amazing from God. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely astounding. Earth shattering concerning your life and concerning your destiny and concerning your purposes in him. And and no sooner do you get out of that moment with him when you're just like, there's such a witness and a resoundingness on the inside of your heart that God has put those things inside of you. There's such a witness and you feel like maybe you've gone for so long and you haven't known and you haven't heard. And then all of a sudden God speaks. And there's such a joy, there's such a thrill, there's such an overflow. But right there, come on, just right there. You know, you just take a, a, a step out of the door. You just take a step out of that place and whack, there he is. There's the enemy trying to deceive, trying to condemn, trying to bring to bringing those things, not so that we would be tried and tested and refined, not that same thing that's in the Father's heart and mind, no, but his desire is those tests would crush us. They would defeat us. Hallelujah. But God, his desire is that we would live the prosperous life, we would live the prosperous life and so hallelujah this month we are talking about four pillars if you haven't been with us and they are the four pillars hallelujah pillars are the strength you know they are the strength I like you going can we no don't just it's okay she can't go yes she's our antioch teacher okay hallelujah we all know that pillars are the strength of the structure, right? Without, you know, you see those absolutely amazing buildings, stone buildings, and they have these pillars. And, you know, sometimes you may want to do that when you move into a home or you move into a building and you're like, can we take that pillar out of there? And like, no, you can't because that's holding everything up. If you get rid of that pillar, you're in big trouble, okay? So we're talking about them, and we are three out of four right now. Number four is high. Oh, he's right there, but does he have a name on him? Hallelujah. Power, prosperity, presence, and oh, power. We haven't done that one yet, so we, all, we have them all. So presence, where are we? Hallelujah. Presence is right here, and so it is, you know, learning to the place of, of encounter. What? What do the pillars stand for for us then? They are the things that God gives us, the, the keys, as I said, the, the wisdom of God, the ways of God that help us, to, um, help us to lay hold of all that God is calling us to do. All that God is lay, asking us to lay hold of for him where the gospel is concerned and so these pillars will have something to do with keeping us on track they will have much to do with the strength that we receive in our life they'll have much and everything to do with the fact that we will finish strong and so we have very b- briefly endeavored to kind of explain them and so presence of god then simply is who god is it's that place where one of the pillars of this home is worship, the presence of God and the encounter of God because we know that God does so much in his presence. He does so much, so much of the change that's happened in my life has happened in moments, you know, in, an, in a pew, in an altar, somewhere in a, in a washroom, praying on the floor on my face before God where God speaks and all of a sudden everything changes. Hallelujah. And then purpose. Where are we? I'm on and off. Pastorine, I know how you feel. Purpose, Pastor Alex shared with us why we're here, what I'm to do, and what's my destination. And today we're going to talk about prosperity, which is how I'm going to get the job done. Hallelujah. And so God's desire for us, He shows us in 3 John chapter 2. His the scripture tells us prosperity is God's will. It's a pillar, which means it's a must in order for us to finish strong, to accomplish the desired end. Hallelujah. Prosperity is God's will. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I pray or I desire that you would prosper in all things. That you would prosper in all things. Prosperity, not just money we're going to learn today not just i'm not just here talking about money i know there's been so much said about the prosperity gospel but we're going to find out today that god is synonymous with prosperity because he's a good father he says beloved i pray i desire that you would prosper in all things that's god That's God, that's that's what he's saying, that's his desire. When we take the word of God literally, he's showing us in his word that that's his desire. That's eliminating all questions once and for all. It's God's will that we would prosper, hallelujah. And not just in some things, but in all things. He goes on to say that we would prosper in all things, that we would be in health just as our soul prospers hmm so there's a connection there that we'd prosper in all things that we'd be in health as our soul our mind our will our emotions our intellect our imagination the scripture tells us that we have to prosper that when we that as we prosper in our soul it's an inside-out upside-down kingdom It's not what we do when we talk about prospering or excelling in what we desire, excelling in what God's asking us to do. Oftentimes, what we see is we see people going after a a desirable life on the outside. Well, you know, when Jesus was here, Jesus spoke to the Pharisees. And he said to them, you guys wash the outside of the cup and the outside of the dishes, but you're not worried at all. You're not concerned at all. You give no time or attention to what's going on on the inside. This is an inside out, upside down kingdom. God's telling us in 3 John chapter 2 that as we take care of the inside, as we take care of soul prosperity, as we take care, what does that mean? What does that look like? That means doing what it takes And getting ourselves to the place where we are automatically, when somebody squeezes us, what comes out of us is the same thing that God would say. It's the same thing that God would say. It's the same thing that God would do. And God says that as we give ourselves to that, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it takes, we give ourselves to it because we know that the the scripture tells us when we prosper in God, there's no sorrow. How many of you, if I had to ask, you know, you see someone who's gone after prosperity. They've gone after, you know, this life and they maybe pick out one of the things that they would say is desirable to them and everything else seems to go down in the toilet. You know, people go after money and their relationships struggle. They go after money and, you know, it, it, it affects. They, they gets them sometimes the place of great compromise and doing things that they said that they would never do because that becomes the main thing. And what God's telling us, he's telling us is that soul prosperity. He wants us to think like him. He wants us not to think, you know, outside in. He wants us to think, he wants us to get to the place where, where it just, it computes in us. Where we realize, we, we think, In you want to increase? Okay, if you want to increase, don't go at it first on the outside. Attempt change first on the inside. Come on. If you want increase, you want enlargement, you want expansion, you want more. We just came to the conference. There is more. You want more, God says, the more comes from the inside. He says, prospering comes as our soul prospers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody, get, can I get an amen there? Amen. Matthew chapter 6, what we're doing is we're, we're seeing God. It's God's will. Prosperity is a pillar. It's a must. It's God's will. Matthew chapter six and verse ten tells us, you know, His kingdom come, where, where, on earth, on earth as it is in, heaven. in heaven. Hallelujah! And so God's desire is that we would have a prosperous soul, that our soul would prosper. What does a prosperous soul look like? It's a soul that believes. It's a soul that believes. It's a soul that's persuaded. Romans tell, talks to us about Rome uh, about Abraham. And how he hoped against hope. How he wasn't moved by his own physical body. He wasn't moved by what he saw. He wasn't moved by what he, but he was persuaded by what? Persuaded by what God said. Well, what's God said? This is what God said. This is what God is saying. And this is what God will always say. Hallelujah. Abraham was fully persuaded. He hoped against hope in an impossible situation hallelujah he was fully persuaded at what fully persuaded that what god said that what god promised come on that what god promised that's that's something about soul prosperity come on you're standing in the face of adversity you're standing and and yes we can quote it you know we have it up on the wall god we're those that dare to dream Woo, we're those who take you at your word. We're fully persuaded like Abraham, God, that what you promised, we believe that you will bring it to pass. Well, that speaks a lot easier than living, doesn't it? It's a lot easier to quote a scripture at first than it is to live it until you are so full and so washed and so washed and so washed. See, that's what we're doing when we give ourselves to this book and see, I just want to say, you know, let's just turn the light on the enemy, you know, pull back the curtain. So to speak, you look at those things in Christianity that, that become so controversial. You look at those things that people talk about are legalistic, like reading your Bible, like waking up every day and praying. Well, can I just tell you this morning? I don't do it out of legalism. I do it out of a desperate desire to remind myself to wash my brain so that I can think like God. Because unless I think like God, I'm not going to be able to pull. Come on. The Bible tells us that God has laid up for us blessings. If we draw this line and say this is the You know, the earth that we're living in and walking in and and above that line. I have a box somewhere of things. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Hallelujah. And I, I was supposed to have a stepping stool, but I don't see it. Oh, there we go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So if we use this as an analogy, I'm healed of heights just kidding hallelujah if we use this as an analogy and say this is this is earth where we live in and this is the infinite realm this is where god lives this is when the scripture says you know that that things that that happen are you know temporary here when when diagnoses come those are facts but what is truth the truth what god says is called truth it's not a fact it's the truth what is the truth it is the highest form of reality that exists boy do we need soul prosperity don't we in the face of things to have a fully persuaded heart means to have a heart of peace it means to have a heart hallelujah where we are believing where we're not suspicious where we're not skeptical because God knows it has to hit our it has to hit our heart before it hits our hands it has to hit our heart come on let this holy spirit we just ask you to just wake us up to this reality wake us up to this reality that we would flush away lord everything that would try to tell us that what we're doing is legalistic that we would flush away this morning you would lord everything that says all of our efforts have been for naught they've all been in vain. The Bible tells us, hallelujah, that's just not true. It tells us that God is not a liar, that he is truth, hallelujah. And so, you know, we, we can do that, right? We Things have been laid up for us. The Bible says he's given unto us all things that do pertain to life and godliness. Wow, you know, you give your heart to the Lord, you become a Christian, and maybe, you know, you got told the same story we did, that you give your heart to God, and... Woo, everything's just going to be hunky-dory. Well, it didn't work out that way for us because our soul needed a lot of prospering to do. And we just, you know, put it in neutral. You know, when you go to the car wash and you put it in neutral and, whoa, neutral wasn't taking us somewhere that we wanted to go. But there were things that we wanted. There were things that we needed. There were things the scripture said they're laid up for us. Come on, they're laid up for us. That's what the Bible tells us. But there's a way. Faith is what accesses it. Soul prosperity is the place of faith. It's the place of peace. It's the place of trust in God. It's not the place of skepticism. It's not the place of doubt. Mark 11 tells us to believe in our heart and not doubt. To not be skeptical to not be suspicious of God. What causes us to be suspicious? When we look at the circumstances, we let them talk to us. We let them talk to us, right? We let our circumstances talk to us. We let our bank accounts, we let our wallets talk to us. We let what other people are saying talk to us. When you're alone all by yourself and and you got God speaking in one ear and then you got a whole history of things going on in the other what do you do with that God is so desiring that we would prosper in all things prosper in all things as our soul prospers hallelujah so thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven what is what does it mean to prosper what does soul prosperity mean it means to excel or to advance in what you desire and as i said earlier it's not just money it means to succeed come on it means to succeed in whatever you endeavor from the biggest to waking up in the morning and doing your hair cutting your lawn come on god wants us to succeed in everything we do He wants us to have such trust with Him and such a relationship with Him that why why wouldn't we ask Him for help in everything we do? That's His desire, that we would build relationship not out of a have-to, But out of a want-to, out of a want to, when we talk about prosperity, and we say, Father, this is you. Father, this is your heart. uh, These are your attributes, God. You've laid up for us things, God. You've stored up for us things, God. You're a good, the Bible says, every good and perfect gift. He's a good, good father. And just like good parents we lay up for ourselves we lay up for our children yeah. you know i remember when pastor alex would I, I just remember this one so vividly He'd go to school you know and i i'd I've, I've, i'd stuff his little backpack of everything he needed and i'd tell him where everything was you know and here are your gloves on a real cold day and he'd come home and his hands would be cold and i'd be like you know, why are your hands so cold? You have. I, I would lay up for him things. I would, I would know because, you see, above this line is eternity. Above this line, there are no limits. Above this line, God has literally seen your, there's no time up here. We live in time. But that's why the Bible says he's the alpha and the omega. There's no time here, which means that God sees the beginning of our life and the end of our life. And God lays up for us absolutely everything that we will need for our whole life. Come on, he's put for you waiting for you, waiting for me, everything that we will need. Come on, let that sink in. God, you've already you've already laid it aside. It's already there. Faith, trust in what he says. That he means what he says. That he means what he says. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He who dwells in the secret place of the most I will abide under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of you, Lord, you're my refuge, my fortress, my God, in you I what? Trust. You're my God. Boy, that's a that's a warfare come on come on if we're being honest if we're being honest that's a warfare you're facing something that you didn't expect to go quite like what's sitting in front of you it's easier to frown than it is to smile it's easier to be negative than it is to be positive it's easier to mistrust and be skeptical and suspicious than it is to just declare we're going to trust We're just going to be like children and we're just going to believe the best and we're going to trust God. We're going to take that leap of faith into the arms of God. We're going to take that leap, hallelujah, and let God be God in our lives. But that's not something I can tell you after 30 years. That is not something that just falls on us. That is something that we work at. And we work at it not like, you know, oh, you know, gee, how many of you... You know, don't lift up your hands, but maybe when you went through high school and you weren't focused and you maybe didn't have anybody there focusing you and maybe you're a little older now and you find yourself, you know, you have the desire to focus now. You have the desire to go back to school. You have the desire to do some things. Come on, how many, you know, I, I think there's a huge, probably not even, you know, they say nowadays people change their careers so much. It's not even the older ones maybe that, you know, weren't so excuse me, focused in high school. God, we just thank you. We just thank you for causing us to increase. We just thank you for causing us to thrive. We just thank you, Father, that your nature tells us that you've given us life in abundance, life to the full, life to the full. Your desire is a life that will overflow in the name of Jesus prosperity is anointed it's alive and it needs to be preached hallelujah Luke 4 18 declares the spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor hallelujah we've been authorized come on we've been authorized we've been appointed to preach good news to those who feel like they're worthless to those who feel like they can't, to those who feel like it will never be. Is it about you? Yes, it's about you. But it's not only about you. That's God's desire. His nature is in us. His love is in us. His ways are in us, which means it's not just about me. I get to the place where I trust God. Isn't that what happened in the life of Solomon? You know, he's he's at this place, the scripture says, Solomon loved God. He loved God. And and then, you know, it it talks about this humility that he has. He talks about, you know, the the love that his father had and how God honored his father. And now he's at this place where he's got this big task before him. And he doesn't know what to do and how he needs God. And so God comes to him in a dream and he says to him, you know, what do you want? What's the desire of your heart? I'm going to read it to you hallelujah thank you Jesus it says Solomon loved the Lord and the Lord appeared to him in a dream by night and asked what I shall give you and and Solomon's response in humility in that childlikeness, in that place of believing God not that place of that place of softness of heart not that place of suspicion he says I'm but a little child And I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. I need you, God. How do you know that's an okay prayer? Help God. Help me, God. Hallelujah. That's what he's doing. And he said, give your servant an understanding mind, wisdom, to govern your people so that I can discern or know the difference between good and evil, between what's right and what's wrong. And look at what verse 10 says about Solomon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It tells us that it pleased the Lord that Solomon asked for wisdom. Remember, it's an inside-out. It's an inside-out kingdom. It pleased God because he wants us focusing on the inside first. He wants us to get to the place where we realize the inside will take care of the outside. And so he was pleased that Solomon was asking for his help. And that Solomon knew as a leader how it works. And it says it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, Because you've asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. So what he's saying, he's not saying, Solomon, you know, you, I, I want this as a inside, you know, inside out kingdom. And Solomon, I just want you so focused on everybody else. And it doesn't matter about you. Is that what happens in the scripture? No, let's keep reading. It says, and I will give you what you have not asked for. Come on. I will give you what you haven't asked for. I will give you both riches and honor so that no other king, come on, he had people. He was so washed to the place where he was totally dependent and trusting in God. That is not contrary to belief, a foolish place to be. But trusting the God of the universe who has laid up absolutely everything for us, that he, and he's shown us, given us wisdom on how to lay hold to have this prosperous life. A prosperous soul is what leads to a prosperous life. And God's not telling us that, you know, because he's, he's showing us here, prosperity, if there's anybody in the room and you're just like, you know, prosperity is not a good thing and God wants us all poor, then why would God give him riches? Come on, riches means riches. He had his heart in the right place. How many of you know the Bible says it's the love of money, not money? Solomon, because you asked me for wisdom, because you asked me for help, because you asked me, Lord, how do I walk through my day every day and do what's right? I want to do what's right. I want to be pleasing to you. I want to make a difference in my life. I want to find out purpose. What is my purpose, God? Because in your purpose is everything that you will need. And so we could be, you know, when we don't take all of these pillars and we haven't discovered our purpose yet, we need to get busy and get at it. Because we could be asking for things that are out of timing or that aren't even ours because we're not asking things that are Stored up for exactly what we need. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that an amazing thought to think that? Even if you've made mistakes, right where you are in life, no matter what you have done right or wrong, there are things laid up for all of us that will cause us to succeed, to excel and hit the mark in our life. Wow! And all we have to do is lean god way (laughs) lean the god way wash ourselves to the place where you know if there's something that's happened in the past and and the circumstance somehow speaks to the fact that god didn't show up that god wasn't faithful that god doesn't love you you refuse those thoughts that's a warfare you defend, I've been in, you know, I remember one specific time in my life and it was like literally in the most loving way, God hit me across the face. And all I, all I thought in this circumstance was how did this happen? That's all I thought. But he knew where my thoughts were going next. And he knew that that would not bring the situation to a good place. And he literally like stood in my face, so to speak, and got my attention and said, you have no idea what the enemy's intention was here. And it shut me up and it was a life lesson for me where we become defenders of him defenders to prosper to excel it's not a teaching it's the heart of our father it's who he is beloved I pray above all things I desire can you hear it his yearning heart my desire my desire for you all is that you would prosper in all things that you would prosper in all things, that this would become such a reality that before our feet, you know, hit the floor and we go running, we have our little conversation with the Lord. You know, as we get into things, we, we, we pray before we get into deals. But certainly if we haven't, we allow the peace, the umpire of God, the scripture says, to speak to our heart. And we wash ourselves and wash ourselves and wash ourselves so that when these things rise up in us, we are at least getting to the place where we're no longer ignoring that voice. But we're heeding that voice. See, a lot of times what happens is we don't have a track record with the voice of God. We don't have a track record with the instructions of God. You know, the last 10 times, maybe God asked us to do something because we haven't been washing ourselves. The only way that God's voice gets clearer is if you hear it more. The only way God's voice gets clearer is to hear it more. Faith comes by hearing hearing and hearing by the word of God. His words are, Proverbs tells us, life, life, health. His word actually is translated, that word health is actually translated medicine. It's medicine. God is telling us that his words, when you take them, His word is, the scripture says, alive. It's alive. You know, like when you take acidophilus, and you're like, these are live little stomach bacterias, and they're alive, and you need to keep them in the fridge, because when you don't, they will, what, die off. His word is alive, and it goes into you. And and when it goes into you, we need to build our faith that it's alive we need to see that when it goes in us it's healing us we need to see that it's strengthening us we need to see we need to do that mental gymnastics we need to be the ones talking to ourselves sometimes there's no one else that will talk to you sometimes there's no one else at that moment when you're struggling we need to And can I tell you, you know, you might be sitting here this morning and think, you know, well, I'm not strong and I can't do it. His word makes you strong. I mean, his word literally will do for us absolutely everything that we need. And all we need to do is be violent. Violent. When it comes to making it a priority in our We can't look around. When you're believing God for something, you're like, do, 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 yes, Jesus. (laughs) Sad. Because, you know, when you're doing too much of this, you're going to hear things that you just shouldn't be hearing. You're going to hear things that are maybe going to, you know, mean the difference between life or death going to be the the difference between how things turn out. You know, God gives us these pillars. He said it's the strength of the structure. They are the strength of the structure. The pillars are the strength of our life. They're the strength of this house. They're what get us to our desired end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Thank you, Jesus. You are authorized and appointed, anointed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For what? Kenneth Colvin says to tell people that you don't have to be poor no more. Hallelujah. You don't have to live with that worthless mindset. You don't have to live with that mindset that that says you're no good. You're worthless. You're not a son. God laid up stuff for everybody else but not you. Hallelujah. That word poor means lacking in anything we are anointed the spirit of the Lord Jesus said it that day and it was fulfilled hallelujah it's now in Jesus and so the anointing is there for any area of our life where there is lack hallelujah any area in our life where there is need because the enemy is the one not God that reduces people to begging poverty is not having wealth. It's not having the position that you need. It's not having, hallelujah, the virtues that we need. Being poor means to be powerless or helpless. Powerless to accomplish a desired end. Hallelujah, say not me. Not me. 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 Hallelujah, we bless you Jesus. Second Corinthians tells us that Jesus became poor So that by his poverty, we would be made rich. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you and we honor you. Ephesians says he's he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Second Peter tells us he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Romans chapter 8 tells us that he's freely given us his son. And what else would he not give us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A prosperous life accessed by faith fully persuaded hearts Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that God created things visible things that started invisible through the Word of God We access prosperity, we access a prosperous soul. We see it in the lives of so many in the scripture. If you look at the story of the woman with the issue of blood, the scripture says she kept saying to herself. And doesn't the Bible tell us that she must have washed herself with all of the stories that people were saying about him because how do I know that because the Bible also tells me that out of the abundance of her heart that day or those days she was speaking and she received strength by rehearsing how good he was she received strength she received boldness and courage Just by rehearsing, that word is alive. That word brought brought her to the place of a kairos moment, a collision. And that day, sickness and disease said bye-bye. Never to return. Why? Can it be, God? Can it be? You know, I heard someone say when they're talking about a natural treatment and they said, you know, Because it was so inexpensive, they were wondering if it would be effective. Doesn't Isaiah, Isaiah tells us something about God's desires for us to have a prosperous life. And we access that through faith. And Isaiah 55 tells us, come to the waters and drink. It says, come and buy without money. What can you buy without money unless you steal it? Come and buy your heart's desire by faith. Hallelujah, fully persuaded hearts that believe we can create. Remember the door? what's on the other side of the door and pulling it through kind of the same thing pulling it down accessing it by faith fully persuaded that God means what he says fully persuaded that we can trust him fully persuaded that he's good fully persuaded and stand on that and stand on it like a bulldog stand on it no matter what you see stand on it no matter uh, oh that's work hmm That's some of the hardest work you'll ever do. Harder than digging a ditch. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus, for the ability to tap into the eternal, for the ability in the name of Jesus. That woman that day kept on saying to herself, she kept on saying to herself. And Romans tells us that even God calls those things that are not. How do you think you get them from here to here? For she kept saying, even God calls those things that are not they're not here but they're here they are that's why he says as though they are come on did you get that even god calls those things that are not as though they are why because they are why i read a scripture earlier that says he's given unto us laid up for us all things that pertain all things say all All things. How many is all? All is all. It's all we will ever need. All things. I heard a minister say the other day, you know, uh, someone might be saying, you know, well, I got a metal this or a metal that in my body. And he said, God can get rid of the metal. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus prosperity is an enemy to the kingdom of darkness why hallelujah because it brings glory to god a prosperous life come on come on let's just bring it down just bring it down to its natural level i mean it's no glory to me if 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 all you know pastor ian does is talk about how bad i am and how you you know i i overhear him telling people how you can't trust her and how she doesn't do what she says she's going to do. and Come on. Wouldn't you think, wow, that's so dishonoring of your wife. Come on, we would. But somehow we feel like because we can't see God, that we can talk about him like he's not here. <laughs> like he's not listening. Like he's not seeing. I mean, you know, he's gonna, he knows the beginning from the end. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. And he still loves us. Woo! Hallelujah. That's why prosperity is an enemy to the kingdom of darkness. It speaks so much to a God who loves, to a God who provides, to a God who is laid up, to a God who is kind, to a God who is good, to a God who is generous. To a God who is not, you, you know, he wants the inside out because he was, he was so blessed by Solomon. Solomon wasn't exhibiting spoiled brat, a spoiled brat nature. He was exhibiting love for others. And God said, you passed the test. Now, can I tell you something? I was thinking about it and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Lord, how come if you know I'm going to make a mistake and you actually promote me right here. And, but you know that I'm going to make a wrong mistake. So you put me in the position, and then you know that I'm going to make wrong decisions down the road. And, and he said to me, he said, when you're in grade 1, they don't fail you in grade 3. You write the test for grade 1 and move on to grade 2. You might fail when you're in grade 3, the test in grade 3. Wow. But when you're in grade 1, as long as you pass, you can move on to grade 2. Come on, God, God meets us where we are. Isn't that good? He meets us where we are, hallelujah. And so we need to attend, give his word. God's desire is a prosperous soul, a prosperous life. We need to give our attention to it. We need to make these things our priority. We need to do what Jude says to contend for them. We need to do what First Timothy says. We need to fight the good fight of faith for them. And we need to do what Galatians 6, 9 says, to not grow weary while we are pursuing them, while we are pressing in, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to read this. Bible accounts of those who have overcome are true. They are true. When you read Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to close. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Where am I? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, the chapter it goes on and on about by faith, by faith. And it says this. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered trusting God trusting what he said. Conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, remained strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to fight, women received back their dead. People, hallelujah, that ran with endurance the race of faith who ran with endurance and so I wrote this Bible accounts of those who have overcome are true they are true but they are natural they are not natural in every case victory came through laying hold of what was spoken and was once invisible but over time was made manifest through the power of a promise Spoken by God. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I ask, Father, right now that you would just minister in this room. I ask, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that you would put that stopper in, Lord. That you would put that stopper in. That what we have heard that what we have heard, that what we have received, Father, in the name of Jesus, this idea of of keeping, this idea of laying hold, this idea of being fully persuaded, Father, this idea, Lord, of, of looking at your word as though it is literal, because it is. And the things that we read about, Father, allowing a case to be built about who you are and about who we are, and about the life that you have for us, Father. We ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus in these days that you would put the stopper in. We ask that you would stir our hearts when it comes to, Father, a a, a refreshing and a renewal where your word and your presence are concerned, Father. You desire, God, that we would prosper in all things, in all things, and that we would be in health even as even as our soul prospers prosperity it's the will of god it's the will of god not for some but for all it's the heart of god it's the person of god and this morning in the name of jesus if you believe that and receive that just say i'm amen i receive it
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus or you've known about him but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat the simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward, in Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you soon.